I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. And that's our job. Like a tribe called Quest, you say the whole thing. Welcome, welcome to a pod named Kickback. It's like a tribe called Quest, you say the whole thing. Also known as the Black CNN and a revolution will be televised. I'm no brakes new to Righteous Ratchet. If you throw it, I'll catch it. If you got it, I'll match it. Each and every week, we write back at it. I am the Black Savage, the Magneto of my people. And this week, we got a special DMV lesson edition because I got one of my guys in the building. Um, I will tell you, <laughs> a lot of things this man has done for DMV music and DMV radio. But not before we introduce him and he tells you who he is. We're bringing in my man Two Face, your wild boy, Dan Wilder. Yeah. What's up, bruh? Yo, AKA, I'm fat. AKA, I'm not as fat as I was last year. AKA, I'm still Puerto Rican. AKA, damn, I missed the chicken wings and mumbo sauce back home in DC. AKA, hold on, I gotta breathe, huh? AKA, the asthma ain't all the way gone yet. Let's rock. Let's rock. Let's rock. Hey, Faith, before we really get into the pod, I, I really got to let people know um, you were like a beacon of light for independent artists in the DMV. And there were a handful of y'all, but I'm going to talk about you right now. You were a beacon of light. You were somebody that always had an encouraging word, had had a welcoming opportunity. It's one thing to be like, hey, man, good job. Respect. I like what you're doing. That means a lot. And I don't want to diminish that. But it's different when it's like, hey, man, I got this event. Hey, man, I got this going on. Hey, man, I'm coming to your studio session. Hey, man, I'm going to get on your song. Like, you did a lot. And I, I appreciate what you did for the DMV. And I want to salute that. But I appreciate what you did for me. <laughs> and I want to salute that, too. Um, being... What would I call you? I would have to say, Puerto Rican? huh? Puerto Rican? Well, I mean, yeah, what's up from Puerto Rican? Okay. Um, a decision maker, a gatekeeper to the DMV music scene, and seeing how you were unbiased, how you were supportive, and how you made yourself not appear bigger than the movement, because you really could have been. Um, I just respect, I always respected it. I always appreciated it. And if I've never said thank you, or if you feel no DMV artist has ever said thank you, I want to say thank you right now. 
give you your flowers. This is not drink champs. We're going to talk shit about the industry. We're going to talk shit about life. <laughs> but before yeah. we get into it, I would be remiss if I ain't say, man, like, like salute, my nigga. I appreciate you and your contributions to what I've tried to create have never gone unnoticed. And I appreciate it decades oh, great, man. I, hey, I appreciate the love. And to this day, I've never met anybody that can do the running man, do jumping jacks, drop down and do push-ups and still stay centered on the microphone. <laughs> I, will, I, I could never, I'm like, young. He's joking. And I'm, 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 who's I talking to? I was talking to, um, uh, 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 I keep, I keep getting his fucking, his fucking name up, I keep twisting his name up. But we were in the studio with Juice Bops. And right, I'm like, yeah. Right. Slash Water Boy. And I'm like, uh, 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 I'm like, uh, uh, he's jumping up and down. This ain't gonna sound right. He was just like, just give him a second. And we start <laughs> running this shit and we're running the board. And I'm like, young, how does he do It's like, it's like you ever pick a dog up and you go like this. And their their body moves, but their head stands straight. It's like it's like your neck got a gimbal or something, like a camera gimbal. That that was insane to me, man. You the only two people I seen do that. You and Raheem Devon, and yet mm. everything went straight into the microphone. Unreal, man. I, I appreciate you sharing that crazy ass story because people now don't even remember I rapped. They know, oh, you the podcast dude. I'm like, hey, yeah, that's, that's a great way to reinvent yourself, though. Uh, Facts, facts, facts. But I'm like, I did used to actually get on the mic and rap. And I use um, some of my music as our intro, of course, and for intro for different segments. And um, as we get into a different segment, I want to start with High Low. High Low is our first segment of the week. And it's just about what was your high of the week? What was your low of the week? And what do you want to share of that? So before we get into High Low. Now, High Low, who wants to go first? High Low, who wants to go first? Face, you want me to go first or you want to go first? Uh, you can go first because I'm I'm nervous. Okay. <laughs> My high of the week. Um, I am I set out for a mission a few months ago, and I am very close to realizing that mission. And that mission encompassed a few different things I'll share with you too. Um, getting this podcast to like double, triple, quadruple numbers, something nice. to make a difference. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, round of applause. Let me want a round of applause there. And um, our July numbers quadrupled any other month that I've ever had since I've been doing it. I've been doing nice. it 11 years. You know how they say hard work pay off or, you know, you stay at it and mm -hmm. people quit. I, I love it too much to quit. So I just keep doing it. I, I like doing it. And in doing that, it's um, quadrupled our numbers, which is great. I'm an entrepreneur, independent business owner. If for all your life insurance needs, anywhere in the United States, holler at me. I got you, I got you, got your grandma, your grandpa, your babies, whoever you need a policy on, I got you. That's we gotta talk about that after like off the air because yes, um one of the who's that New York Life, whatever that life insurance company, they denied me because of all my health issues. Oh, I got you. I, I will get you qualified with at least two different carriers and we'll pick the best one. Words. I I yeah, that. I need that because I, I paid for it through my job with my insurance and all that. And because um, a lot of people don't know, I actually, yes, I have, I work for Odyssey Inc., which is, um, it used to be, uh, 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 
Yeah, see, this is when my ADHD is on that's fire. That's musical sites, right? Yeah, that's um, it used to uh, it used to be Entercom, and before that, it was Infinity Broadcast, and they own PGC yeah. and and V one V one hundred three down in Atlanta. And um, because it's the same thing I've been doing for the past thirteen years as a voice artist, voice actor, and, and a producer, it just blends in with with what I do every day. But a lot of people don't realize I actually have a full time job doing this on top of my business because it's not a conflict of interest. Mm. As long as I'm not, you know, under you know contract with another company, then I'm you know, it's good. So I, I appreciate that because I get to work from home and do what I've been doing. It just getting guaranteed money and paid time off. Because when you were, no. that's paid time off. I ain't I had that since I was on the radio. Hey, tell me about <laughs> it. Tell, tell me about it. And every day I take off is a, it's just a day I take off. Right. It's a day I don't make no money with, unless, you know, the residual comes in. And, I, and if you're interested in that, I'll help you guys with that. Um, but having said that, um, we'll definitely wrap offline. So that was my high of the week. My low of the week. I'm going to say this in a way that doesn't tell too much. Um, and I'm sorry, guys. Everything ain't content. Um, when you have someone you care about, and you see them making mistakes or doing things that could harm them, could prevent them from progressing the way you would want, and you know they would want, you got a choice to make. Do I say something and risk offending them or, you know, things not going well? Or do I just mind my business? Mm. I'm the friend that says something. I'm never the friend that minds his business. And I have lost some friends because of that. And um, this, what, some things that went down recently were some things that I could not say nothing. I got to say something. If I say you my man or you my homegirl and I love you, I got to say something. And I said something and um, it wasn't received well. And I was fighting my Lord a week because it was from a place of love. You want your people to do well, but I think the lesson I'm learning is sometimes you just got to, and I don't really pray, pray. I send positive energy. Sometimes you got to, I sent you some positive energy. God bless, do what you want. And I'll stay out the fucking way because people can't really take that truth. And that's what I'm learning. So that was my low. What about you, Face? What's your high? What's your love? Um... My high of the week was blueberry kush. Um, oh, wait a minute. No, my bad. Um, my high of the week. I was dealing with some stress. And for the first time, I asked instead of because I'm the type of person that I'm the guy like I'm the friend that people call when they're dealing with things. So when I'm dealing with things and I've been like this since I was young, if I'm dealing with something, I just go in my little corner and I hide. Um but that doesn't change anything. That doesn't, you know, that doesn't help situations. I've lost friends because of it. I've lost clients because of it. Um, I let it really sink in. And I got to give props. There's two people I want to give props to. One, when we were talking about the music scene and DMV and what and my contributions, what kept me grounded was Peace Do. I interned for Peace Do when I was 17 I in the live squad. And I the hump, I learned so much from Pooch, Peace Do, and Steph Lover because to me, they were like, Three, they were like fucking Captain America when you put them together. So I learned a lot of things from them. But the humble, the look, you know, the 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 grind part and the and the hands-on production, which is why I do production now. What's from Peace Two? And the other person I need to shout out is Chandra Gore. She's amazing PR. 
Um, but most importantly, she's a, you know she's been a great. She's been the person that has been stopping me from. You know, how some people, I like some people just have a knack of talking to you and helping you kind of rethink things or see things from a different perspective. And mm -hmm. I'm used to doing that. For, it's crazy because I can offer all the types of advice in the world, but don't practice half of what I preach. And I'm working on that. So when I dealt with something this week and it messed and it, it, it fucked me up and I'm like, fuck, wait a minute. Can we curse? I don't no, know. hell yeah. Fuck oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. So it fucked me up. And normally when that happens, I shut out. I shut everybody out except for my kids. I never shut my kids out. Um, matter of fact, they're my guiding light. So that was my high. That was a huge high because when it happened, I got mad. So boom, boom, boom. And then I'm like, see, here you go with that bullshit again. And I thought about the things she said to me jokingly. And and I'm also kind of scared she might fuck me up if I if I if I back. <laughs> Hi, Chandra. And um, as far as my low, um, uh, other than misplacing my 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 bud. Because that, that really hurt my feelings. But an actual low was actually the stuff I was dealing with stress-wise. So it was kind of a double-edged sword because it was it was some stress and some shit that I'm dealing with. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's things that I'm trying to balance out with myself. I have terrible tunnel vision. And it's funny how nowadays they take tunnel vision and ADHD and they push it as you're just hyper-focused on something. All right, that's what you want to mm -hmm. call it to make it sound cool, cool. But that's my thing. So that was my high and low at the same time because it hit me and it was just it's 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 when you're trying to figure things out in life and you're fixing things. And it's like while you're fixing a few things here, there's things happening over here. And then and because I had I didn't keep I didn't balance myself and balance my time properly. That's why I hit that slump. But at the same time, yeah. it don't. I, it only hit me for a couple of hours. I was like, man, ah, you know what? Fuck that. Just get over it. I sent her a message. I was like, thank you. And she probably didn't realize what the hell I thanked her for, but that's why I thanked <laughs> her. So yeah, that was my high and low at the same time. It's weird. All in all within two hours. That's what's up. That's what's up. I um I guess we'll move on to our viral story that we can get this whole podcast thing started. Ah, damn it. I I oh, bought a I bought a, a I bought a fold-up chair just for that, and I can't find it. <laughs> I think it's oh, it's still in the garage. Never mind. Oh, oh damn! I got. Well, I'll give you a second to see if you can locate it. Oh no, nah, that did no. Oh, that's down three flights of steps and in, into oh, the garage. Shit. Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. Nope. Then could, when I come back, I'll be sweating and breathing hard. Okay. It'd, be, it'd be too much. Too much. Right, well, our viral story of the week. My left stroke just went viral. Uh, the <laughs> um the Alabama. Sweet tea party, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tell you. I try not to be reckless with my platform. I am pro-black, five percent of Muslim, ready to fight, ready to throw them things. Power to the people. Got an encore on my bracelet. Like I'm, I'm here. And this was for me. This happened for me. <laughs> um, to see, uh. Every, and every part of it was unique. Every part of it was a story. 
because you got um, the white, the the, the uh, black co-captain trying to clear the way and get the ship with the black people over. Then you got the white people resisting, and then you see them physically attacking them. He throws the hat in the air, the bat signal. Everybody goes, "Whoa, what's going on?" The, you know, the bat signal, and then they attack him, and they they're fighting, and then and then you got the Aquaman who's swimming to yeah. shore. And then you got uh, everybody getting to a shore and then them fighting and then them, you know, the, the, it's four against one, it's five against two, then it's five against five, then it's eight against five. And then it's the, the white women there and then the, and the men can't do much with the women, but then you have black women showing up and they're, they're putting hands and feet and knees and elbows on the white women. And, and then you got brother with the chair and I've ordered my shirt. It, is, it did not arrive today. But I will have it on for next podcast. <laughs> lift every chair and swing. And I wow. ordered it to be here. Shout out to um, Cobb Custom, homegirl. Uh, she 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 sending it off to me to be here before next episode. And I'll have it on next episode. Nice. nice. I've never felt. We get together over some dumb stuff sometimes. Like I was in, um, I've been to Coolidge in DC, Northwest. And I'm Muslim, Fiber Center. And there was a traditional uh, Sunni Muslim who taught a particular class. And because of how we talked to the kids and the education he was giving us outside of school, they fired him. And they fired him. And he, you know, the day we found like they fired him, we organized the walkout. We walked out peacefully, but it's coolest. You got Kennedy Street, you got Riggs Park, you got the hood. So they started trying to flip over a Metro bus. And I'm sitting there as the resident Malcolm X, like, no, this is not going to bring him back to the school. These people on this bus have nothing to do with this. There was people on the bus? Yes. Yes. This was 1992 or three. I graduated in 94. So this two or three. And I'm like, y'all, like, this ain't, they ain't got nothing to do with this. Um, So I have loved the the rebellious nature, the revolt nature, but I've seen it misplaced. It wasn't misplaced this time. We attacked who needed to be attacked. We fought back against exactly, exactly who needed to be fought back against, and we won. And I just want to win my round of applause, goddamn it. I want to shout out to all my black people <laughs> that were in Alabama that stood up um, against these uh, micro-oppressors. I call them my micro-oppressors because it was only like five of them. You know what I'm right. saying? We were trying to do all this crap. But um, I appreciated it. I do know some people are probably going to get locked up, probably going to go to jail, probably have to do a little time. Uh, the white people better do the same amount of time or more, if not more, because they started it. Right. But it just made me feel good, face. Like, it just made me feel good. Pause. Uh, I feel like Holly Berry made me feel good. It made me feel good. But that's how it made me feel. What was your interpretation of that that's, moment? I'm not. I'm not a violent person. Okay. Um, and I am. I've always been like the MLK of the crew. That guy was chill. But even though I was a hype man because what I did for a living. But if there's a way to do it without fighting, let's figure it out. But in a time when you when 
we're so used to, especially with all 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 the black on black crime, the, poor, the Hispanic crime, everything. To, to, with everything that's going on in the world and, and constant division, like you said, sometimes we just come together on some dumb shit. But to see so many people come to, to, to like to see them coming, and, and yo, my man jumped off the boat into the water and swam ashore. Swam. Aquaman got out, shook the shit off, and was with all the smoke. It's not, and, and some people say, "Oh, you're glorifying them." Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sometimes it's just like it's just like dealing with bullies. When you the the minute you stand up to a bully, they leave you fuck alone. And when and, and people say, "Oh, they're so you know they're so divided," and you hear the racist shit, that stuff that just stuff that goes viral. Oh, they're gonna keep killing each other, and blah blah. So in the midst of all that. To see everybody come together like that, to help him out, come on, man! How could you not be proud of that? How could how could that not make you feel good in a world where there's so much turmoil more now than ever? And I, and maybe it's not more now than ever. Maybe it's just because we have social media and and technology, so we see everything more. Like racism, when they see this stuff, even with everything as deep and as big as George Floyd, this shit happens on a regular basis. But because of modern technology, now we're seeing everything. It's like the whole yeah. UFO shit. And, it, and they're like, oh, it's UFOs. I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. We know. But that's why nobody's tripping. Mm-hmm. And, and half of us are like, are you sure? Or are you just saying that to cover something else up? Shit's been so crazy, you just don't know. So like I like I was saying, like, I, and sorry, I have it, my I'm all out of my ADHD medication. <laughs> so if I start going, you know what I'm saying? Just pull me back. Okay. That, that, that is the definition of the podcast. So <laughs> my brother, have your way with it. Um, that's why I have one guest a week, so we can explore every every goddamn thing. Paul, um, <laughs> I, I do feel like um, it, it was it really was a sense of pride, and I don't want to overstate that, but I don't want to understate it neither. Right? Like I felt like, like we stood up for each other, mm-hmm. each other. People, right? All of those people didn't know each other. Now, some of them may have, and, and I'm fine with that. But there was like one or two brothers that was like, y'all jumping a brother. It's like the Tupac thing. When he pulled up on those cops and shot those cops, he didn't know the, the brother they was beating up. He saw two white men beating up a black man. And he just let his gun off. Like, like, and not on my watch. And I wish more of us would say not on our watch. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't have a lot of the deaths that we've had. And I don't want to blame anybody like you should have done this because that's a lot you got to ask somebody to give your ultimately if you're fighting the police when those police shootings are happening you're giving up your life and then like you're going to jump in front of george floyd and then they're going to let you live you know what i'm saying so i don't want to put that pressure on anybody or, or mock you for not doing anything but it's still a beautiful thing when someone does have the courage to do it Yep. But I'm not blaming people that don't because I, I, I'm not on that. But, I mean, man, what was your favorite name? They called it the, the Alabama uh, Sweet Tea Party. They called yep. it um, uh, uh, the Fade in the Water. They called it the Alabama Brawl. The Al- what, what title did you like? The My favorite wasn't even the overall part. It was, the, and I saved it right here because I was dying laughing, is they called my man Oh wait a minute! Um, uh, uh, the riverboat swim team, and called him Pookie Phelps, and Pookie then Phelps. <laughs> and then my man, shout out to DJ Franchise. He called him. He was like, "Nah, that's 
uh, Scuba Gooden Jr. But Scuba Gooden Jr. I saw that. <laughs> Scuba Gooden Jr. I saw that. I saw that. Let, let's get into his mind real quick. And we don't always do this on a podcast, but let's put ourselves in his shoes. He saw it happening. He dove into the water and swam across. He got to land. Got up. Had to dry himself at least a little bit. And then started throwing bowls and doing suplexes. Mm-hmm. He suplexed one dude. What was going through his mind face? Like, where was he at? That was the epitome of, oh, hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. And then and, and he, that I'm, if he's not a, listen, if you're watching, dog, get into swimming and whatever else. He's got to be into something. He had to, you got to be in great yeah. shape to jump in the water, swim across to the dock, get up and fight with wet clothes on. You know how hard it is to move with wet clothes on? I've been, I've been caught in, in plenty of drenches in, in walking, going to see a little youngin when I was in junior high school. And, it, and then I was walking back home. I had to walk all the way up North Capitol Street, all the way to Gerard, while it's pouring down raining with my black tops on, the Reebok black tops. That, so whatever Damn. year that was, that's when I'm, yeah. 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 That, so walking in that, in that drenched clothes, that alone, I'm, I, and I remember that to this day. That was junior high school. I'm 45. So, yeah, that, that, th- yeah, he's in great shape. And I, I just think I, and, and it could have tricked something. It could have been something that triggered. I would love to know where his mindset was at. But it was definitely a oh, hell nah moment. And, it, it, you know, it's just because you got people that hate bullies, you know, and then it's like, and, and how could you not think that race didn't play a part? Because, so it's, so when you see the bullying, the racism, and just straight up jump, like jumping like that. I, I mean, probably just, and, and it also could be where he's from. Just like, oh, nah, mm-hmm. man, nah. And then that just, you know, and then other people were coming to help the, you know, his coworkers and then just people out of the blue, man. But, you know, I, it's, that was, that was amazing. And it, it, and it brought so much joy. Like you said, it brought pride and you don't want to, you know, overstate it, but you don't want to understate it because at the end of the day, it is mm-hmm. what it is. It, it went viral. But it was a viral thing showing that, yo, we came together to help one of our own without having, oh, what happened? Or, or you know, notice there's not too much footage, too much world star, world star. So instead of world star, <laughs> it was like, oh, hell no. Nah. So, you know, it, 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 it's dope, man. That, that That's awesome. I mean, we all need to come together on a regular basis for something more than just that. But you got to start somewhere. And for that to have such a global impact. Yo, that's cool, man. I agree. I agree 100%. I, I wonder what, what kind of punishment is going to be levied. Um, I'm sure it will be something. They did ask um, for old boy with the chair to turn himself in. Yeah. I thought they locked him up that night. They ain't locked him up that night. Yeah, somebody to turn himself in. I thought it was the guy with the chair. I could be wrong. Maybe, but, um, I saw them uh, in that moment. They were supposed to do him. Maybe they didn't mm. take him into custody. Well, oh, they asking for somebody to turn themselves in. That was a part of it. It's like, because mm. they said his name, oh. um, in the news. So I just didn't know who the names were and stuff like that. But yeah, that's what's up. And 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 if it, and if anybody does get locked up and bail is posted, I'm pretty sure there's going to be an instant GoFundMe and it's going to get paid in so Matter of you fact, know, here, man, here's, here's some extra money. Get some food. Take care yeah, of yourself. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. So you know who's the biggest proponent of paying? Those bail fees over the last decade, who's been just throwing money at it? Who? Jay Z. 
Everybody mm. in Ferguson, he bailed out personally. Wow. So I expect that when the bills posted, uh, when the bills announced, the bill will be posted. Because I, I doubt Jay-Z switch up now. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't put no pressure on him. Vaughn man, with his own family. I didn't put pressure. But I've just seen what he's done. Right. So I would expect him and Beyonce, I, I expect them to be in jail for less. You know, once bail is announced, I expect bill to be posted within the hour. Yep. And that, that's another I reason why I love Jay. You know what I'm saying? And love hip hop in general. Yep. And that brings us to our Black Fact of the Week. This is a brand new segment in the podcast. I was actually um, talk, talking with my father about uh, Donald Trump and a bunch of different things. And one conversation we had was about teaching black history and what happened to it. And I had to play on KRS One's um, You Must Learn. I was like, he laid out black history like a motherfucker in this song. And he was like, man, this should happen. You know, we should do more albums and we got to do this. And I was like, yeah, 2023, I don't know if, gonna, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. And I was like, you know what? I can add it to my podcast. I'll do my part. And in doing my part, our Black Fact of the Week is hip-hop music, which is how me and Two-Face met through our mm-hmm. love of hip-hop music. Yep. Turns 50 on the 11th. If you're watching this live, that's in three days. If you're listening to us on the podcast sites, that's in two days. So it actually will be, is that Friday? Is Friday the 11th? Yep, yep. So Friday the 11th, hip hop turns 50. That's the 50th anniversary of when Cool Herc threw his back to school jam and decided to trick up, trick up, trick up, trick up. And instead of playing a whole song, he was going to play the break beat and have his homie uh, wish everybody a, a speedy, you know, good new school year over the mic. And that was the birth of MCing and DJing. And uh, shout out to Cool Hurt, shout out to Grandmaster Kaz, shout out to Melly Mel. Um, and that was the birth of hip hop. And in celebrating the birth of hip hop, and myself as an MC, um, executive producer, producer, artist, influencer from a city that didn't have much um, for whatever reason, we made the best of what we had. And I do consider myself part of that. And face, and can't nobody deny it, goddamn, use a part of it. Um, but I want to do is make it bigger than DC, Maryland, and Virginia. And I want your top five MCs of all time. I will give mine. Wow. We owe it. We owe it. This is the 50th yeah. anniversary of hip hop. And I don't, if you want to switch it to your favorite, I'm with that too. Oh, you can oh. be your top five or your favorite. say my favorite, Hove. I'm, yeah. I'm a Jay-Z stan. Give me your favorite five. All right. Um, it's I don't want to say specifically in order. Because I had this conversation with my son, who's a huge hip hop head, and he raps. And, but hands down, Jay Z. Okay. Um, with you. Nas, Big, okay. uh, Pun. Okay. Um. Ah, oh, why are you doing this to me? One more. Uh, uh, oh, you can say no. Uh, um. Dog. The the person who made me love rap when I was a kid. And that's the late great Heavy D. When Heavy D okay. played such a huge part in my love for hip hop, one because I'm light skinned. They back and back then 
in, in DC, they didn't know about Puerto Ricans. So I was just light skinned. They'd be like, what is he? <laughs> he ain't one of them El Salvadorians. He don't look like one of them. Well, he just light skinned. And then that's when I got, kept getting called white bread and, and, and Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> and they just didn't know what. And then it's funny. And this is, and I, I told my son this. And uh, my brother Bo knows about this too. Um, when I was at Lincoln in junior high school, um, before they turned it into a middle school, that's how old I am. Uh, matter of fact, our year, class of 93, was the last year that Lincoln was a junior high school. They said, if y'all do good, it'll stay at junior high school. Y'all fuck it up, it's going to be a middle school. We fucked it up, needless to say. <laughs> um, but, um, uh, 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 wow, see, there go my ADHD again. And, it, and I'm all uh, out of my the, the reason you loved Heavy D. Oh, yeah, hey, so we're, we're I'm white skin, and then it's like, so, and then, and then my name's Dan. My real name is Dan, so... And so a Heavy D was like a, a subtle nickname for me. And I, I ran with that. But yeah, Heavy D was the reason why I fell in love with hip hop. And then, you know, and I'm a, I'm a jokester. So I was listening to him, him and Fat Boys. And my first tape, my first record was Heavy D and the Boys. My first cassette was Fat Boys, My Nuts. And my parents <laughs> found it. They smashed it and they threw it in the trash without even giving it a shot. Like, just listen to it. It's funny. But yeah, they didn't, they was not having it. So yeah, that's my five. That's my heavy five too, yo. Cause okay, yeah, they they all and and yeah, that's yeah, that's my heavy five. And and yeah. All right, well, I'm I'm, I'm gonna give you my. Did five. I say pop? I said pop, didn't I? You didn't, I didn't say, say pop. I you didn't did say, pop. say pop. See, that's all right. So I gotta put pop in the top five. But my all time per the person who made me love hip hop is Heavy D. I I gotta keep pop in the top five because and which is you know what's it and 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 part of that. What drives me crazy is when people always compared, you know, Biggie and Pop. Nah, that was just the, they were just un, unfortunate um, um, uh, and, and didn't had no intention of spearheading the East Coast, West Coast shit. That was all Suge and Pop. It's happening. You know, but style wise and, and when you think of rap, I never compared Big and Pop. I always compared Big to Jay-Z and Nas to Pop because they were the okay. ones that had more similar things and that's why i love like even when when and that's why i broke my heart when jay-z and Nas started beefing because they were my at growing up they were my all my main favorites because of of the styles and i like having it this better like even with biggie and pop and it's, that she used to drive me crazy but Nas before either came out when either came out that just broke my heart and i had to go hide from it and we were on the radio too we were the wild boys at the time and malik would not let me live that down that song came out I was like, nah, we can't play it. And we had to play the new song of the day. And I was like, nah, I'm not playing. Nope. And at the whole time, he introduced it. He got the callers' feedbacks. So, Face, what you think about the? Leave me alone, you know? Just leave me alone. Just let me have my moment. You know? Just leave me alone. Like, so, yeah, that's yeah, that's a, that's my solid five with paying homage to Heavy D at the same time. I respect it. I respect it. So, I might throw me an honorable mission in there as well. Um, I'm going to start with and I've gone back and forth between my favorite of all time. Um, it depends on what day it is. <laughs> so today is going to be taking me back to my childhood. It's going to be, because BET was in DC for those that don't know. And for those that um, think that I just started rapping when I was 20s or podcasting in my 40s, let me take you back to when I was a teenager and I was rapping and going and trying to get Flex and Peace Stew to play my 16, 15, 17-year-old songs on the radio on home jams or on Sunday night or whatever the hell. I went up to BET to see my favorite rapper. 
And I ran, I, my, I begged my aunt. I knew he was there because my buddy was on Teen Summit, which, and they had a crew <laughs> called The Posse. The Posse, yep. My best friend Smee was on it. And he said, yo, he's here. Get down here now. And I'm 16 years old. I didn't have my own car, living with my aunt. And I begged her. And she was like, no, you've been going out and you've been doing this. And I'm like, it's different. He's there. What you mean I can't go? Let me get the car. He's there. I'm a rapper. This is the person I want to do music with. Like, how could you say no? And after begging and convincing her for about an hour, which was like way too late, she let me go. Mm. I drove down. I was staying on um, right off Michigan Avenue by Brooklyn train station. Mm-hmm. And BT was by Rhode Island Avenue. Rhode Island, yeah. Five minute drive, and, you know, eight minute drive. I drove down there as fast as I could. I got out the car and I, I ran from the car to the door. Oh, let, me, let me calm down. I'm messing the mic up. I ran to the door. I burst the door open, walked in, look left, look right, look left, look right. Where could. And he was standing right to my right. And I felt like I just played myself. I just ran in this building, full team ahead, looking. Story, I want to make sure y'all, y'all hear clearly. So. Okay, looking Burn. left and right. And I saw him standing there like, fuck, I played myself. No, I ran in here looking at, you know, looking at him. And I ain't seen nothing to him. I kind of like, get a head nod and walked away. And then I went to the green room face. You know what the green room is. And um, was talking to uh, my boy who called me down. And um, one of the guys that started his career. And we're talking and we're discussing hip hop. I don't have a demo tape, but I'm filing for him. And he's like, I can't give you a record deal off of freestyle. You know, you hear a song, this is this. And he's like, but you know what? You know, we've been here for a minute. Y'all want to go meet Pac? Yes, Shock G. Yes, Shock G. I do want to go meet Pac. I drove down here like a madman to meet Pac, and I was embarrassed. He was standing by the door and looking, and I'm looking all crazy when I walked in. Yes, I do want to meet him. And Shock G took me and my man Shmee down the back stairs of BET to meet Tupac. He was rolling a blunt, and we got to sit there and talk with him. And Pac has been my, I guess as a child, was my idol as a child. And to sit there and exchange those few words with him and talk with him at age 16, it was just crazy. So you can imagine how I felt when everything right. else happened. Um, so he's number one. He's number one because I wanted to tell that story. Number two is as a rapper who prided himself on, I wasn't like the biggest gangster thug. Like that, that kind of wasn't really me. I, I did what I had to do to make money. I don't deny it. And I thought I was flyer than everybody else. And I thought I could get your girl. And I didn't think I was the, the most handsome nigga, but I, I, my demeanor would get me to your girl. And I, I saw that in Jay-Z. So I had an immediate affinity for Jay-Z because I never saw myself as a little homie. I was like the little homie, like 12, hanging with the big homies, 15, 16. 
But in a lot of ways, I was the big homie. And I was the little kid. So I always saw myself like, man, I'm here. And my rap was the best. You know I never saw myself as like a little youngin'. And I, I, I admired that in Jay-Z. That he was Biggie's little youngin', quote unquote, or, or Pac or Master P, whoever was popping at that moment. But he created something like, no, I'm, I'm him. I'm him. Like, whatever. And number three is a person who, I'm going to say, carried himself in an arrogant way or a flashy way, like he was him. But growing up in D.C., he was him. And that's Scarface. Scarface just had an aura about him. He just had the, and I was a manic, depressive, bipolar, depressed child. <laughs> and nobody was talking about that but Scarface at that time. Mm -hmm. So to address that issue that I had that nobody else around me seemed to have, it was just Scarface. And he welcomed me into that world where I could embrace my mental health challenges and not feel like I was the alien. Or if I was the alien, I wasn't the alien in a bad way. Right. I was special. You know, I was different. Um, he would be three. Um, and going back to just my personality, just I think I'm that dude. I'm the mayor of the DMV. And this dude called himself the king of the South. Mm. I saw a similarity. Shout out to T.I. Mm. And um, my fifth spot has changed a lot of times. And it, it would normally be Lil Wayne. I disrespected his ability. Lil Wayne is the only rapper that made me stop rapping for like two months. I was like, I can't be that good. So why am I even doing it? He made me quit rapping. Hey, this nigga too good. Like nobody's gonna be better than him. That whole drought th two, drought three mixtape leading up to the Carter three, I was like, uh, this everybody should stop. And he made me stop. So I gotta give him that credit. But when it comes to my heart and how I feel, that's why I go to Nipsey Hussle. Like I was hitting Nipsey on Twitter in 2009, 2010, like dog, we gotta work. And just ain't had my bread up and couldn't get that collab done. But um, I spoke in Nipsey's um, ceremony here in Atlanta. Like, that was my guy. And, um, and I definitely respect him. And if you go to old school, of course, Rakim, Fiber Center, that's where I got it from. You know what I'm saying? But, um, that, that I don't want to get 85 people and I gave you five. So we'll... we'll... Lil Wayne, is, that's, that, that, that's a good one. It's and it's funny because Jay Z goes, uh, nobody can see me on that stage talking about verses. I'm like, uh, in 2023, Wayne got joints. I will, Wayne, got, Wayne joints. got joints that even though you know Jay Z's the original Carter and then him, and he pays homage to that, but you can't take that away because who else would go up against Wayne in that? They're, they're, they're come from somewhat two different eras, but when it comes to that kind of catalog and and shit like that, like, come on, yeah. unless you're going to go somebody who's above Jay-Z, and that's LL Cool J. Yeah, and the errors don't quite or align. Oh, Buster. The errors don't quite align. Um, Nas is, like, on this, we did Jay-Z versus Nas. When Versus first got popular, we did Jay-Z versus Nas, Tupac versus Biggie, um, a new, new edition versus Bill Biv DeVoe, Robert Tresvant, Johnny Gill, individual Bobby Brown individually. We did a group together and individually. 
You did. So those were creative verses, but I don't think you could do a real verse with Jay Z unless it's Nas. No, man. Because then if they play Ether, it's over. I'm I as a fan, as a pure Jay Z stan, like that's the my, that's my rib shot. And then it's funny because I talk about that. And my son, I don't know where he gets his obnoxiousness from. You don't know where? I don't. Oh, and it's like, ooh. what the fuck? But every time ooh. I get on my Jay-Z shit, he'll just, he'll come in in my room and then off his phone, all I hear is, boom, fuck Jay-Z. Like, young, stop, <laughs> get out before you're grounded. He does that to piss me off. He... I'll I, I tell you what, my thing with Ether, and Ether was Ether. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking anything from Ether. Ether was Ether, period. But there was some just... Lies and bama shit in Ether. Like it wasn't like a bunch of facts. It was some slick shit, some fun shit, mm -hmm. some shit that if it was true, it would be really damaging. But and all that shit wasn't true. And when the diss song comes, I, I need to just order some more mics. But um, a lot of that shit just uh, it wasn't as true. It was. It was. I look. Is Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. So I what the fuck story of the week of old well to summarize, I was something with ether weren't necessarily true. And I just I took a point or two away. It still didn't really do much to Be cool, baby. Okay. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm a savage! Oh! I'm a savage! Whatever I want, I'm going to get! Whatever I want, I have to get! Fuck, I love I, that clip. Yeah, me too. I, and I used that because I was like, the mic is messing up, but I'm a savage. And whatever I want, I'm going to get. <laughs> so, um... I was saying that to take away the validity of Ether because Ether was a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. But I just looked at it a little differently because I didn't think everything in there was true. But our what the fuck story of the week that I do want to switch over to is a young woman vacation with her family and she was thirsty. And she decided to, you know, drink some water and she had. 
Try to see if the short is on the other end. I can't hear you anymore. I sound like I'm in water. Okay, I'm not going to show this because I'm not sponsored by it. But damn, this is some delicious sparkling water because I don't drink soda anymore. Woo. Where is... Well, while you're setting that up, what I can do, I can talk about one of my favorite, and it's funny because we both mentioned Nas, right? And one of my favorite all-time moments in hip-hop was an interview. I was a part-timer on, on Saturdays, and I was a street jock during the, during the week, and then Nas was there. This was the 10-year anniversary of his career. So I'm there. I'm... I'm like, holy shit. The last time I saw Nas was when we did a party. We opened up for them back in the Quigley's days when, when the stage was in front of Wing Mass, Wing Stop, Wing yeah. Masters or whatever. And he was with AZ and I was when Tisha Campbell and 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 and, and Missy Elliott first dropped. And um, but okay. I got to interview him and it's 10 year anniversary. So my biggest so I asked my and they said, all right, phase because I knew the set, I knew the reps. They was like, all right, but you only got like two, three minutes. We got to make it quick. I'm like, all right, it's cool. I'm only on Saturdays. It's cool. So we get to chopping it up. And then I asked him, I'm like, yo, I said, if, if nothing else, I got to know with this being your 10 years at hip hop, what's your favorite period? He goes, Ooh, he said, what's your favorite era? I said, Oh, that's too easy. Back when, when hip hop was so universal at the same time where you had New York, you had Cali, you had Atlanta and, mm -hmm. and, and, and a little bit of Midwest at the same time too. And then Scarface making uh, um, um, Texas pop. So yeah. when that time Big and Pac was still alive, uh, 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 you know what I'm saying? And, and, and Dre and Snoop were running shit. So that was my favorite. He was like, yo, he was like, how can I top that? So then we went from talking about that to what hip hop has done for us and how we feel and what moves us. And, and, you know, talking about, like I asked him about how, how he dealt with people saying that he sold out when, if I ruled the world came out and he had Lauren Hill singing. And then when he performed that, I think it was the source awards or the BET awards, uh, hip hop awards. One of the two I'm in the he, source. when he performed and he had on the, the mink and he was straight mafioso, but he also had background dancers and he got ridiculed for that. I told him that was like, that's when, but as much as he got ridiculed for that, that was a turning point in hip hop. Just yeah. like how 50 made it good shitting on Ja Rule for singing on hooks and he's those rap styles. But that was another turning point because he was using them. So the only difference is he wasn't singing it. He was just getting people like Nate Dogg. Mm -hmm. God rest his soul. One of the greatest, greatest. That's the piece, Nate Dogg. Oh, my God. One of the greatest and also Go. one of the most humble. Woo. Yeah. Man, that was the first time I ever saw a chronic bug. Yo, he was in the tour bus and Pete Stu bought me on the bus to meet him. Right. Just right before I did the live broadcast of Republic Gardens. He gonna hey, pull out this jar with the with the seal. You know, you pop open the seal, and it looked like, honey, I grew the Brussels sprouts. Damn, dog. 
and he get he said yeah he's like that's that chronic he said go ahead uh, he's like go ahead good pick one up and smell it and i picked one i picked a big ass joke too i was like i was amazed I go, <laughs> holy shit he was like all right that's yours i said get the fuck out of here dog mm. dog we after the club i woke up on sunday damn this was Friday night, Republic Guards Damn. live broadcast. I woke up on Sunday. Hey, rest in peace, Nate Dog. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, yo. Wow. Like, wow. Man, shout out again. Shout out. Dog, peace to open my eyes and open so many doors for me. And even in my radio career was very, he's, I introduced, he introduced me to so many people. He introduced me like I was that dude. And just like Abdul used to do, um, mm -hmm. the club owner. Yeah, and, I do, man, man, I met so many. That's just crazy, man. Again, all this because of the love of hip hop. And shout out to Peace Two because Peace Two did a lot for me as well. He put me in a lot of uh, the, the Capital City ciphers. Mm -hmm. He played a lot of my music. He invited me to a lot of places that I wouldn't have been able to get into without him. So yeah, definitely shout out to Peace Two. I, I've I put him right there with you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, for sure. And. People may not believe this because Steph was like tomboy, but I had a crush on Steph Lover. A lot of people I did. did okay. I did. And niggas were like, what, Steph? I'm like, yeah, nigga, Steph. Because she wasn't going to put up with your shit. Mm -hmm. Still had a little sex appeal with her. But she and she cleaned up nicely. Shout out to Steph. This is getting, we we getting awkward, years. What's the Hilton, the Washington Hilton? I partied with uh, KYS one year at the Washington Hilton. She had on this glitter dress. And I was like, now y'all see what I'm talking about. Mm. I've been telling y'all niggas all this time, and nobody wanted to believe me. Yeah, yes. Steph is, yeah, Steph yes. was, yeah. Yeah, um, shout out to the old, and, and um, Pooch. Pooch, and Pooch, man, and Pooch, oh. man. Man, shout out to everybody at WK, oh. SWPGC, everybody in the DMV to show love, man. Man, yeah, exactly, dog. Like, Pooch, and then Pooch was the, the personality. He's the one that taught me how to bring it out. He was like, nah, he was like, fuck that, you be yourself. You, you, you want to be crazy, be silly. But he also taught me, he was like, do that, but you can't jump the gun. You got to know when to pull back. You got to know when to jump out there. He was, you know, and he had that balance and that, that shit was just amazing to me. And like I learned, and then Steph, like you said, she was the tough one to take no shit. Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. And then we had a lot of that in common. So we bumped heads a lot, but to this day, it don't matter. I love her to death. She could be like, ah, oh, face that fucking pain in the ass. And I'd be like, I love you too. <laughs> and she'll call, that's exactly um, um, amongst everything else that people call me. But yeah, to the, yeah. to this day, I don't care if, if they all three say, you know what, man, fuck face. I don't care. I love them to death. They changed my life, yo. They introduced me to a world that I had no intention of getting into. I, I, I was the again hip hop. I used to do the roll call, and I was the freestyle champ. And the only reason why I lost was the technicality because I started selling cars at College Park Honda. You bitch ass motherfucker. <laughs> What the fuck was his name? As a matter of fact, I ain't gonna give you that light. <laughs> I don't said, dog, I said, yo, just please, just let me, and mind you, this is College Park Honda. This is like 10 minutes from Lanham. Just let me run over there, crush these youngins. I'll, I will put College Park Honda in my freestyle. Just let me, and as a car salesman, Saturdays is the busiest day of the week. So oh, yeah. They was just not having it, y'all. And I had to listen to them say I was, I was, I was disqualified Damn. or. That shit broke my heart, but it's okay because by then I was already in the building, and then we were all light skinned. People swear that me and Peace Two were brothers. I used to get Peace Two, which I have to apologize over and over again. Oh, when, I, when I started driving the KYS truck, working in the promotion mm -hmm, department, mm -hmm. and 
again, I know people from different walks of life. And I used to be out there on New York Avenue with Pip Juju and, 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 and Big mm-hmm. L and, and all of them. But they were my boys. I, I met them through Big, you know, Tree and everybody. So, and, and, and you know, and then, his, and then his wife would get a call and be like, you out there with them hookers and blah, blah, blah. And somebody called the radio station. And oh, yeah, they thought oh, it was oh. Stu. It wasn't Stu. It was me. I was a troll. <laughs> Man, I used to call so much shit when I was at KY. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine, man. Um, and bringing it full circle, the young uh, drink your water for sure. But in that situation, she drank four bottles of water in twenty minutes, and it led to her untimely, it unalived her. It led to her untimely demise. Oh, so shit. I have never really heard of that, but apparently that's the thing. Well, you can overdo it with the water and unalive yourself. And wow. that's the what the fuck story of the week, because I never heard of nothing like that before. Me neither. I was I was reading the article like, what happened? She drank too much water. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this like within throughout within a certain time frame? Like she did it in 20 minutes. In 20 minutes, she drank four 16 ounce bottles of water, and that is apparently too much liquid in the body at one time to it, it it something malfunctioned and it ultimately led to her demise. Her oh, organs I gotta tell my, my oldest son, he well, my youngest son drinks a ton of water too, but but there are times where if my oldest son, especially because he's a big boy like I am and he's working on that and he's training and stuff, so there's times where he'll down at least two at once. I gotta let him know that. Wow, I did not know yeah. that was a thing. And that's why I brought it up because I, I'm a water drinker. I'm either drinking water or liquor. Uh, sorry, that's just me. And I drink a lot of water. And I saw that and it, it made me pause because of how much water I actually drink. Um, But yeah, that, that's something to be mindful of, you guys. And you can do your wow. own Googles. I am not a doctor. I'm reporting what happened. But be mindful that you can drink too much water in one sitting. Wow. Four bottles in 20 minutes apparently is too much. And it can be fatal. Just keep that in mind. And do your Googles on your own. But keep that in mind. And now I want to go into our wow. uh, Don't Be Dumb Award face because, yeah. Uh-oh. Like, yeah. Uh-oh. Who did it? <laughs> so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Well, Two Faces high school buddy Donald Trump because they used to be at the prom with their dates together in the same limo. Um, I wish. <laughs> boy do this. He is um, being indicted at the current moment. Mm-hmm. And out here in Atlanta, Fannie Lewis uh, is indicting him um, for the voter conspiracy that, that saying the election was rigged. He mm-hmm. has that account. But he also has accounts in uh, New York for his sexual misconduct and the judge said hey look here buddy there'll be no threats there'll be no um i'll get you back and if it happens i'm gonna throw your ass in jail right the very next day guess what he did what sent a tweet with a threat if you come after me i'm coming after you and he had this week to to explain his tweet and how it wasn't a threat so he wouldn't be sent to jail he sent he, his lawyer submitted an answer saying it wasn't really a threat. It was whatever. 
But the judge, a black woman, has already said, we ain't having that. We're going to investigate that tweet to the fullest and you'll be punished. I get right. I'm torn about that. And I have feelings about that that people won't take the right way. Share. The whole Donald Trump is a racist thing. You know what I think about Donald Trump? I don't think he's a racist. I think, well, because if he was a racist, why did so many people, why is, you know, trumping an, an, an actual verb? Why did so many, why he hung out with so many artists? He's helped people in, in you know, and, and, uh, and, and almost every rapper has a verse with his name in it. But, Shit, then, but then when politics got involved, he tried to play both sides of the fence. Is is he a blunt asshole? Damn right. He's very been straight up, but I never felt like he was a racist. Even the stuff that he said about like it just it was like when he talked about Baltimore. Shit's fucked up in Baltimore. But it's just that it's it, he is the epitome of it's not just what you say, but how you say it. So mm-hmm. what he said alone was already up there, but then how he would say it, we like, ah, damn. Like, I know his PR people, damn, y'all just shut the fuck up. Why you got to say it like that? Like, you know, and and and, and he didn't want to, he, 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 just like now, he's more against the system because, you know, they ain't fucking with him like that. So now he's going mm-hmm. against the grain. And so... That's just the, the thing that's been with him. He didn't want to piss off his racist friends because when he was just just a billionaire, he didn't have to worry about which one of his which right. his friends are racist or which which weren't. He knew when to he kept people at bay at different you know and and and, and that's why I always I'm like oh he's not a racist. He makes stupid decisions. He says some fucked up shit. Yeah, but um and now that they ain't fucking with him like that, he's now shitting on the system and talking about how things are rigged. So. And and so now he's getting the people that were already coming for his head on top of the new people that are coming for his head. So it's it's a it's mm-hmm. a and the fact that he still wants to run for president is what's making him such a huge target because he didn't he won't do it the way they want him to do it. And who knows what else? And and, and then it's his whole you know and then then there's the relationships with your man with the island and all that other shit. So mm-hmm. you know it's it this shit's crazy. So now as far as that and how far that goes. That doesn't even that doesn't surprise me. I mean, because he's I mean, come on, in the beginning of his campaign, the first thing that came out was him talking about grabbing by the pussy. And exactly. And my issue with Trump was never that he was racist. I assume all white people over the age of 60 are racist. <laughs> he was never no different than Biden or Clinton. Like, you know, right. everybody said Clinton was the first black president. I didn't vote for him. He was an old white man. I, I hate to say this like this, but I don't like old white people. So Trump, Clinton, Biden, Bernie Sanders, they all the same person. They all old white people. Hillary, they all old white people. I don't like none of them. So my issue with Trump was never that he was racist because I assumed they're all racist. My issue was I thought he was stupid. I thought he was stupid, incompetent. You know, that was my issue with Trump. And that's still my issue with Trump. And I think he's opportunist. I of think course. he'll cater to his white racist friends mm-hmm. if it'll get him some lobbies and some votes. Yep. And catering to them goes against my interests. So whether you're racist or not, I, don't, I, I Lyndon B. Johnson was racist, but he passed legislation to help black people, to help advance the country, not just black people. He didn't do it to help niggas. He did it to help the country. And right. it just coincidentally helped niggas too. Abraham Lincoln, 
racist. He didn't do the Emancipation Proclamation to help black people. He did it to help the country. It just so happened to help black people. If you're smart enough to do what's best for the country, which will ultimately help us, I'm with mm-hmm. you. Right. He ain't, he ain't got like black people. You could be KKK. If you're going to do the right thing, do the right thing. So Trump being racist or not racist had no bearing on how I feel about him. Um, what are you going to do when you get the power? Yep. You can hate me and all my people, but if you know this is best for the country to put us in a, a different position, hate us. Like I, I hate you. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to ask you to do nothing. I'm not capable of, you know what I'm saying? But um, that was my issue with Trump. And um, I want to see him get punished. Like, I never seen nothing like June 6th. I ain't never seen nothing like that where it was literally an insurrection. And, and he instigated the whole fucking thing. Instigated the whole thing. It's got to be a penalty for that. There got to be some kind of penalty. Not, what um, do they say? What great power comes great responsibility. You can't have that kind of power and then throw subtle hints and and then say shit that you know is gonna is gonna get them 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 rural what they call themselves the good old boy whatever the, the whatever yeah, boys. The good old boys to, yeah um, and all that like. He knew what he was proud doing, boys. and that's proud boys. It, he knew what he was doing. He used it, it, it just like how he got elected. He got elected by bringing the people, bringing the rural community out, just like Obama brought in, brought the urban community out. So, mm-hmm. and he, all he did was take his thing, but that's a whole nother story. But you know, that's yeah, that yeah. But he instigated the shit out of that to the point where the way he shitted on Mike Pence because Mike Pence was trying to step away from all that. Mm-hmm. They started going after him too. Oh yeah, that was gonna kill my. They would have killed that man if they, they found him that, that we day. Found him, we killed him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and all he, of them would have died. Nancy Pelosi, all of them would have been dead. Yeah, and I worked with a guy I used to call Racist Rick, and Racist Rick loved Trump. He loved him in a in a unhealthy way. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, he was eighty something years old. He was like a maybe maybe seventies, maybe like seventy eight. But he loved them. And he emailed me like maybe three, four months ago, like tell everybody we're going for DeSantis and, and we're not doing Trump anymore. Like that was going to be the thing. Like, oh, yeah, I'm to all the black people to go for, you know, like I was like, racist, if you don't get on my email, we ain't worked together in two, three years. If you don't get on somewhere and, and dial something. And I'm really watching the podcast. Right. It, clearly. <laughs> I'm a firm proponent of let old ideas die with old people. And I got yeah. that from Karis one. Mm-hmm. Um, a direct quote, um, but that's how I feel. I'm gonna let old ideas die with old people. We're not doing that no more. And um, I'm Fanny Willis here in Georgia mm-hmm. that's going against Trump. That's that's a local charge, and they're saying that Kemp could get him pardoned. And if y'all that don't know, out of Georgia, Kemp stole the governor's seat from uh, Stacey Abrams, but he does have it. And if uh, Fanny goes after him. Kemp could pardon that, but I don't think Trump is going to get a universal pardon. This black lady judge is doing this federal uh, trial. Seems like she's after him. Mm-hmm. I want to see how that goes. Nothing in me believes Trump's going to jail. It's just like real. Like when does that ever happen? I think at this point they're just trying to stop him from running for president again. Exactly. Exactly. And I, someone else who I think could easily win the presidency. And I, I tell you, I think majority of our listeners will vote for her. If it's sports, if it's fashion, if it's music, um, if it's hustling, whatever, you're on, a, you're on a marathon, you know. So. Somebody who's on their marathon, and it is the Queen Bee, 
Shout out to Beyonce. She did something for us, Face, for all our folks back in the DMV that went to her concert that started late. She paid Metro enough money to keep the Metro going for an hour the after the concert so that they could get home. Queen B. I thought that was the most gangster shit I ever heard. She paid Metro enough money to stay open an hour late so her concert goers could get home. Have all a round of applause at? Where the hell is my... Face, you've been Yo. in radio for 20-some damn years. Wow. Have you ever heard of anything like this? Nah, not at that level. That's a lot of money she had to pay. Yeah. And do you know places, what was it at the Verizon Center or whatever they call it I now, Capital One so. Arena? You know, because so. um, when I was, and this was this was like more than 20 years ago, when I was with mm. my man, my man Mike Jones, who used to be the promotions, the, the original Mike Jones, I used to call him, and who used to be the promotion director for KYS when I first got into the business. Okay. And I was with him when they were setting up these concerts. And when they we were at the, it was the MCI Center at the time. Do you know it's twenty thousand dollars an hour overtime? I think, or it might even be. I think it might even be. And that was back then. Now this is twenty five, thirty years later. I can't even imagine what her her late fees plus paying Metro. That's yeah. first, and you got to when you got people paying that. Your fans are paying that magnitude of money to come see you. I you kind of expect it, but. Or you would want that to be something that, you know, not be surprised by that. But mm -hmm. that's, but then again, that's why she has the beehive because she does shit like that. It definitely made me a fan. I was like, I respect wow. that. That's, that's huge. Like, I've never seen her in concert alone because I, I wouldn't. But I saw her and Jay Z together on the on the run tour. Oh, I, <laughs> and, and I, I fuck with B. I fuck with B. Be cool. But I thought that was really cool, especially since it was in DC. That's yeah. what made that story. I would have shouted it out anyway, but because it was home, I had to definitely right. shout it out. And this is something that wasn't home, but it just still affects home. UPS. The UPS workers threatened to go on strike, and UPS said, no, 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 no don't do it. All full-time employees are going to make an average of $49 an hour, which means over $100,000 a year. So, ladies, when the dude tells you he works at UPS full time, at least he a six figure nigga. All right, well, look so, here, hey, look here. For now that y'all getting them six figures, when the order a package, young, <laughs> don't be lazy. Come, bring your ass up the steps, knock on the door. Don't be like, oh man, fuck that. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave the little little little, little joint right here. Right, oh, leave no. a note because in my last place that I lived at, the the call box didn't work in the building, right? So uh, we would leave notes on the door. FedEx, they leave the package outside. Amazon will leave the package outside, but and but U USPS will leave the package outside. But UPS, no. And then when you call and complain, they'll be like, Young, he just left. Can you just tell him to call him back real quick? <laughs> yeah, so y'all making six figures now. You got to relax. And face, the part-time employees, if you're an existing part-time employee, you make at least $21 an hour. These, they're making money now. They're making enough to make a decent living you know what I'm saying? It, no matter what city you're in, that's at least decent. Yeah. And um, yeah. I respect it, man. You know, I respect it. I I I appreciate it. I applaud it. 
Uh, if it would have happened 10 years ago, I might have uh, stopped rapping and became a UPS worker instead yeah. of a podcaster. But that, and, and that brings happen. a whole new light to the phrase, don't be mad, UPS is hiring. So you'll exactly. be okay now. <laughs> Biggie. Nah, Biggie said that. Uh, Biggie. Yeah. Oh, Biggie, Biggie. Don't be mad, UPS, UPS is hiring. hiring. Don't be mad. Probably should have be been happy. a cop. Fuck hip pop with that freestyle. You're bound you to get, get shot. <laughs> Biggie, joke. Come on, son. Rest in peace, Biggie. He, I didn't, he's not in my top five, but I recognize that he is the rap Alfred Hitchcock. For sure. Mm-hmm. I recognize that. Rest in peace, Biggie. Man, and uh, that was, you know, our Nipsey Hustle Awards and, and definitely a round of applause for all you guys. Um, Netflix and Chill, I'm not watching anything for real face. I'm trying to get into succession and I've been told to get into billions. I haven't gotten into either one of those yet. What, what, what are you watching that, that's got you excited? Nothing. I've watched everything. I've been actually trying to find different things. Like, like I found out that Dick Wolf is the exec, well, Dick Wolf was the executive producer for damn near every crime show. But I started watching FBI because I thought it would be corny. But mm. the show FBI is kind of intense, like law, like his Law and Order series are. Um, okay. But I, I'm looking for something new to watch. I've been watched everything I could possibly think of. The black, I'm waiting for the the full final season of the blacklist to come out so that way i don't have to watch okay. starting at episode 15 assholes paying all this damn money <laughs> for these damn streaming jumps but i might have to watch another joint but i think that's a movie with the guy who played thor the extractor i've been movie. hearing about that i keep I've seeing posts about, about extractor too but i never saw the first one so i saw but, the first one it was fire and i heard the I second one the was second. They, everybody's saying that the second one was as good if not better so i need to watch that i'll be watching that um, have you seen, um, but nothing is making my brain go, Oh, nothing is, I'm not getting that yeah. fulfillment from any shows right now. And it's, it's have you seen brain. upload upload? It's on Apple. I think and it is about when you die, um, you can have your brain or whatever is reserved and it's like a program. So you have your own heaven or your hell, depending on how much money you have. So you die and they take your brain and they put you in a virtual world. And, you know, depending on how much money you have, you're in a mansion and you're chilling and you get visits from your people that are still alive. And if you're poor, you're in poor conditions, but you're still alive after death. And, you know, there there was one character who was killed by his company because he was, you know, running the business in a nice way and they wanted to do more shady stuff. And they took the money, so he was living poor as a, in his afterlife. And an employee that was poor in the real world was rich in the afterlife. And you still get to interact with the living if you have enough money. Wow. That, that was a pretty decent show. Um, season two dropped a few months ago. I haven't started season two, but wow. it was different. I, that's what I'm looking for. I want something that's going to make my brain think instead yeah. of, you know, the fucking... 20th version of The Walking Dead. It's like, let it go. Right. And right. I love that show. Me I too. love that show with a passion. I never finished it. But I, I watched it for 37 seasons. I couldn't do 38, 39 through 47, but I watched the 30, first 38. Um, Are you a Sons of Anarchy fan? No, but I have seen it and I respect it. My brother watches Sons of Anarchy. So in the first, the first iteration, I've probably seen a total of like 20 episodes. And when it came back, what was it called? 
They have a new one, uh, The Mayans, yeah. which is a spinoff. Now, I've never seen The Mayans, but I've seen about 20 episodes of Son of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. I need to finish It's worth that. watching. It's worth, it's, to me, that was one, when you think about the stories that you hear, when you see the news and you watch Gangland and you see all this crazy real life shit, and then you watch mm -hmm. that show, and it's just so well put together. There's, yeah, there's racist shit involved, but there's racist shit everywhere you go. They weren't scared to put that shit out there. And mm -hmm. you get emotionally attached. Dog, between that show and the show 911, dog, them two shows got me praying for people that ain't even real. I'm praying for characters. Damn. Man, <laughs> Opie, man. Miss you. Miss you, Opie. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, like, Wow, that show was so it was just everything, the storylines, the people, the you know, the the how they did it, and they weren't scared to touch on racial and 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 physical and illegal shit that some people they will touch on, you know, the 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 the, the popular shit. So to me, that was a great show. And then the Mayans was actually a great spinoff. They just did their final season, it didn't last as long as Sons of Anarchy, but okay. they waited for like five or six seasons. And they went out with a bang, bro. Woo-wee. Okay. Woo-wee. I'll, I'll throw this out there because I, I love watching black women on camera, women of color on camera. It's, it's my thing. So I, Harlem. <laughs> Have you seen Harlem? No. That's making Good show. It's the black sex in the city. Really? I'm gonna have to yeah. I need stuff like that. I need that variety to check out. Yeah. Um, Madam. When it's not, I don't know if it's called Madam. All the King's men, all the Queen's men, but her, but Eva from Top Model. Eva. Oh, yeah, I know exactly uh, what you're talking about. She has a show. But I she keep thinking owns, Eva Longoria, but that's the yeah, Spanish, no, no, Spanish one. Eva, whoever. She, but respect to you, Queen, Eva, not whatever. Respect. But, um, oh, I'm at her beautiful, person. Goodness gracious. Yeah, that, that is such a natural. Mm. Oh. Yeah, she, she's beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. She owns a female, she owns a male strip club and she has a drug business. And some of the male strippers are part of her drug business. And so it's some, uh, what's the show? Down in the Valley. That's where the girls get naked. Yeah, it, it's, the, it's the opposite of that. So it, it's some, you know, it's some moments where you like. It was a hard show. Some episodes were harder to watch than others, but that's yeah. what they got the Matter of fact, I got my little, my little, you see that? Hit that little button right there. Hit that little button right there. Or you yep. hit that little button yep. right there. That fast yeah. forwards 10 seconds. Tap yeah. it. Oh, they're still at it. Tap it again. And then you get back to all the good shit. That's, I'm sorry. Exactly. That's it, show. It, ain't that no. deep. it ain't that deep. Right. Uh, All the Queen's Men with Eva. Um, I got to watch this. It's, it's just as good. And, and the suspense and the thriller and the drug activities and the gang shit and the different crews fighting and this and that. So it's a BET show. That's on fire. Just to give you something different. Um, but fire though. I need I wanna, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we gotta exchange like the sci-fi, the 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 uh, the the thrillers and the ratchet. Mm -hmm. We gotta mix all that up so we, we hip on everything. But I want to get into music a little bit. And um, this drop for music, I know you're gonna get it because you about my age, and this, this shit, I just love doing this because it's funny as hell to play this. But this is how I introduced all the different music. This is a fantastic album, man. Let me borrow it. No, my brother, you got to buy your own. You remember that commercial? 
<laughs> got to buy your own. You got to buy your own. So in, in getting into uh, new music that I've heard over the last week, and don't forget you guys, the uh, pod name Kickback music playlist is available on Apple, and I update it every single Friday oh, with the new music. It's about oh, three hours of music. Oh, hell yeah, I'm going to send it to you. I'll make sure I send it to you. And matter of fact, for you guys listening and watching, it's in the link of the bio. So you can download it from Apple right there. But Usher and Summer Walker have a new song called Good Good. Oh boy. Um, shout out to Booby Cat. Um, this song is about a couple who broke up and will never get back together again. They're not good, good, but they're still good. That's a crazy song. Check that out. <laughs> Reminds me of me and my ex. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm right. saying. Like, we uh, good. We ain't good, good, but we good. Exactly. See, we're doing Brown. a damn good job at co-parenting, and that's the most important part. And hell yeah, that, that is the most important thing. Where my goddamn round of applause? Because co-parenting is a real thing, and it needs to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. Sierra and Chris Brown have a song called How We Roll, and that's just about fuck buddies, basically. It's, it's how we roll. So everybody that's out there getting their roll on, there's a song for you. Yo Gotti, one of my favorite rappers, Hip Hop 50, um, dropped a new album and um, mixtape with DJ Drama. You can get the mixtape version or the album version without drama. I enjoy Smart. both. Smart. Um, yeah, I, I I love it. I'm I'm a Yo Gotti fan. I've been you know listening to him for years. Um, it is not his best work. I'll say that, but I'm I'm enjoying it and I'm listening to it actively. And let that, that tell you what you want. And real quick, before I get into um, what Face is listening to, Ty Dolla Sign and Chris Brown got a new record. Mario, Lil Wayne, and Tiger got a new record. Doja Cat put out a new record where she's rapping. I like Everybody it. Everybody that says she can't rap or she's like really a singer. Hell yeah. Well, um, the sample is, um, goddamn. I can't think of what the sample is, but it's an old R&B sample. And um, she killed it. Well, what you listening to, Face? <laughs> don't ask me that. That's my problem. I don't keep track of all the new stuff. If it wasn't for DJ Gemini, uh, 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 DJ Joe Ice, and DJ Schemes, I wouldn't know what the hell is out. Unless, unless their music is being promoted on the radio stations that I do commercials for. Because I'm the urban mm-hmm. guy for Odyssey. I'm one of the urban guys. And shout out to my man, DJ Too Much, who flew me in. He was like, yo, a rare position is open. You might want. Yeah. And then that's how that came about. So shout out to DJ Twitter. That's what's up. That's my bro Chacho right there. But um, yeah, I if I'm not working, if like I have, like I said, they keep me up to date on the new stuff. And if it's not being advertised on radio or or if a one of my clients is not booking them for a show, like for when I do the radio commercials or do promo videos, mm-hmm. I don't like like even um uh what's my man? Big dude. He ain't the most lyrical. But his mm-hmm. cock, you know, what's his name? Big something. And, and, and three oh three nine four three three nine. What's his name? Big something. Big, big boogie, or something like that. Oh, like, uh, like I with the raspy voice. I I like his flow. I like it. You know, um, I wasn't. You know, it, it hit. What's the name? Um, I, I do like the fact that Trail is. You know, and he didn't come home and say, "I right, I'm gonna." try to sound like everybody else he's he mm-hmm. sounds like fat trail fat trail so that helps well, I, yeah, i'm still playing that last tape he just dropped that's on yeah i'm still yeah. playing that jump. so um but yeah other than that 
they, like my son, my oldest son, he'll keep me hip to certain joints this out because he has an amazing music palette. Like he listens to everything from, yeah, he'll listen to the new guys and he'll put me on like my favorite rapper that he ever put me on to that's from the younger generation is a boogie with the hoodie. That kid is okay. a star. Okay. He knows how to tell stories. He's, he, he's very melodic. So, but um, yeah, I listen dog. If, if you look at my playlist, nineties and nine, nine in the two thousand. Mm-hmm. And not just hip hop and R&B, like the rock shit. I love all the rock from that era. Like the whole thing we were talking about earlier with, with the interview with Nas and talking about the favorite eras, like the 90s, anything from the 90s, no, late 80s rock and roll, hip hop, R&B and everything else, nine, all the 90s through the early 2000s, I, ha- I got that shit on replay, bro. I be DJing in my yeah. little turntables, playing the same shit over and over again. My neighbors be like, Okay, he's clearly old because he won't play nothing. <laughs> he won't he'll, he'll play, he'll only plays a couple of new joints. Like the newest shit I'll be playing is like, damn. Yeah, early 2000s. Yeah. I, I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that at all. Um, who else we got to shout out before we get out of here? Um, let's see. Okay, Tory Lanez was sentenced oh, to 10 years. With the Megan Thee Stallion shooting, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. I'm going to accept what the court has said, and it is what it is. And I'll I'll add to this: if you shoot a woman, there's no reason to shoot a woman. If you shoot a woman, you a bitch ass nigga. Period. If you didn't shoot a woman and you go to jail for it, that's very unfortunate. Yeah. But if you shoot a woman, you a bitch ass nigga. That's it. That's all. Even shoot at her. Like, come on. You shoot at her. Like, come on. So. That's all I got. If you shoot at her or shoot her, you a bitch ass nigga. Nothing I can do for you. If you're innocent, there's nothing I can do for you unless you can prove it. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. That's all I got. Like um, and shout out to Megan Thee Stallion. I know she was very upset that everybody, nobody believed her. I still don't know what to believe. I just know what the decision was. And out of respect for her, I'm going to just accept the decision and say, if you shoot a woman or add a woman, you a bitch ass nigga. That's it. That's all. Yeah, I'm with you on that, brother. Yes, sir. And what's your what's your football team face? You got a football team? Of course, the Patriots. Okay. Funny okay. how that came about because people back home get getting my shit about that. But for the record, I was never a Skins fan either. I just. All right, so I was I was a Dolphins fan, but I was more so a Dan Marino fan. I even with with me like in the 49ers when I was young, it was more so because I just thought it was the coolest shit watching Joe Montana and Jerry Rice play together. Just like Absolutely. watching Kobe and Shaq. I wasn't a Lakers fan, but damn, it just how do you not enjoy yeah. watching that kind of that kind of chemistry? on the field or on the court. But um, when I did radio in 03 and 04, I did, I met a lot of the Patriots and whether it was parties, I, I was invited to games. I hosted private parties for like, they would put together these big parties for the family and friends who can't go to the game or, or aren't going out of town. They would do the big joints at home. I host, they had me hosting all that shit. Cause I was a crazy ass. You, when you go from listening to a guy who's uh, blazing the wheels on hot 97.7 to a, a Ebonics obnoxious, <laughs> just Ebonics speaking Puerto Rican dude from DC. Mm-hmm. They ate, oh, they ate it up. Yeah. And like if the station had been half as stable, let's say as our competition there or as KYS in DC, or I would have never left. 
I was treated like a king, including with the team. And and then when when they off they I broke my I sprained my wrist when we beat the Panthers in the Super Bowl and I hosted the private party and we were all going crazy and going and I boom hit my my wrist on um on the the bar table. Mm. They offered to pay my hospital bills. Damn. After that, I and then after after that kind of energy, and then they offer that shit. I was like, yeah, how could I not be a fan? And then that, that's when I started paying more attention to them, and not just because they won the Super Bowl. I just and when you're there, and they're treating you like royalty, it's kind of hard not to become a fan. And then I started getting into it, and I before I I, I just wanted to see good games, but then like I said, mm-hmm. they made me a, a, a fan and. Even after Brady left, I mean, people like, oh, you know, fuck Brady. Nah, if you're a real Patriots fan, you're not going to say fuck Brady. He gave us, what, right. six rings? Yeah. Spent his whole career there, except for, you know, just saying, all right, now that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting divorced, I want to go out and try some new pussy. It is what it is. But he Next. gave us six fucking rings. Like, come on, man, let that man live. And, you know, so mm-hmm. I, to this day, I, I pay homage to him, man. And, but yeah, to the, my ADHD answer, the Patriots. <laughs> I don't wish you. I was raised a Cowboy fan in D.C. Oh, um, I know you get all that shit. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but you know how, how I combat it? Like, the Redskins was the last team to let a black person play for them. So a lot of black people in D.C. was like, oh, no black people can play for you? What's your rival? Mm. Who you don't like? The Cowboys? Mm. Well, black people, we going to the Cowboys since y'all don't want all no right. niggas on your team. Ugh, that's deep. That's and that's how I was raised. I had cowboy diapers. I used to cowboys were sorry when I was a kid. I used to look at my mother like, why we the Redskins winning Super Bowls? We from DC. <laughs> why the why are we cowboy fans? This is stupid. There was a point in US history where both the Cowboys and the Patriots at one point in time were the absolute worst team in the NFL. Yep. Yep, and so I'm sitting here. Everything they doing now, still progress. <laughs> right, and I'm sitting here like, what are we doing? But she's like, that's we not we cowboy fans, and I just and then my mother passed unfortunately, and I held the cowboy thing down. Like I'm a stay cowboy fan, and then in the '90s we started winning. So a lot of people think if you're a cowboy fan, you join when they was winning with Emmett and them. Nah, nigga, I was there when we was one in fifteen. But all my cousins, Redskins fans. And teasing me and yelling at me and talking trash to me, and I had to sit there and take it. If I took one in fifteen, yep, I'm taking them three rings. Right. And if I had to take what this mediocre, average cowboy team is now, I'm gonna take him when we finally start winning again. Hopefully. <laughs> That's <laughs> how I feel too. Because That's at the end of the day, we still got Belichick and his mm-hmm. son. His son's on the coaching staff. I I I got I, I, I believe in that, and I know when one thing Bill knows how to do is build a team, and and mm. put the right pieces together. It just you know, and that that's like the whole thing was unfortunate. Even with Brady and and, and Antonio Brown, like he got Brown got the short end of the stick in that situation, and that sucks. But um, yeah, I, I'm 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 rock. I'm I'm 45 now, bro. I'm not changing no teams. I, I I've been riding with I've been riding with the Patriots since '03. I ain't going nowhere. It's been 20 years. I ain't going no damn way. I, I don't blame you. I've been riding with the Cowboys. Well, I, before I knew what riding with them meant, I had, <laughs> I had cowboy diapers. I was born in '76, and it's all I know. It's all I know. 
Um, shout out to shout out to Rated R. Yeah, or excuse me, he's DJ Caddy Mac now. Yeah, shout out Caddy Mac. No, no, Caddy Mac and 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 DJ Regal. Yeah, they're they're all they're also um extremely. Those are two, two of my cowboy co- yeah. compatriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah all y'all are family. And just just so y'all know, um, I was my rap name was New to Mayor. I was the mayor. DJ Rico was everybody had a name: the mayor, the governor, the senator. DJ Rico was the boy head of treasury. So DJ Rico was part of the GOV and Rated R. That's my homie. We family. Um, I could go into a million different stories about that. But yeah, Cowboy fans, we here. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to his mom and pop. That's how close we are. I know his parents very well. Um, and, um, and the thing is, is that um, with, uh, oh my goodness, I'm tired. You know, it is past my bedtime too. And my ADHD is on fire. But um, uh, uh Damn it, Young! I just had a brain fart. What was I talking about with Snoop? Cowboys, Rated Ah, DJ Rico, music. It was about radio, and family. Yeah, I lost friends. it. Yeah, right. I lost it. We'll try to get it. Uh, try to get it back. But as we as we wind up, I'm gonna give you a chance to try to think of it. Um, did you see the picture of Megan Good? Her 42nd birthday picture. Megan Good been been looking good. She been looking good, but I, I want to do a recount. We need to. She needs to get up in the top five of the last twenty years or something. She needs to. We need. We got to raise. I've had her lower. She needs to come up higher. I, I, I'm. I'm. That's how I felt about your boo boo, Santi. Yeah, buddy. She <laughs> running shit now. She even makes Beyonce hey. look basic now, young. Hey, hey, and I'm that a, says I'm a lot. I'm saying, hey, face. How long I've been saying this, man, about Santi since we met. You know what I'm saying? People, I, I, I just discovered her yesterday. I'm like, dog, it's me. Yeah. You sent me that happy birthday tweet, what, two, three years ago? You know, I lost my goddamn mind. Oh my God, there was tweeting her. Why'd you do that? We're never going to hit the end of this. And I'm like, <laughs> I believe you're right. Yo, you, you and won't. then Nelly said, Oh, I want that old thing, but he got her too. Better not fumble that bag, boy. Hey, hey you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching every Fuck move. That up. I'm watching every Even movie. Bad is out here right now. Name somebody badder than Ashanti right now. You can't. And that, I'm glad that has that an adorable personality it. like that. I'm glad somebody else is saying it. With the most infectious laugh ever. Yeah. If she laugh, you laugh. No, I've done concerts with her, parties with her, interviewed her like three times. One of Don't, the most. Don't get too close to my boo. Chill out, face. Chill out. Chill out. But um, yeah, boy, she, yeah, you know what's crazy because even with, what's her name when she was in the America's Top Model, um, Eva, another mm-hmm. one. For them to be so, ooh, I just I love it when I meet a woman that that's so fine, but yet they actually have a personality and mm-hmm. and are actually humble mm-hmm. the whole time. Young Ashanti was running the world, bro, super humble, mad cool. And 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 even with that, I felt bad about the whole situation with Ja Rule because Ja Rule's another one, another humble. Mad cool. So always show love with tap in when he came to town. So when him and 50, when they were doing all that, I stayed away from all that shit. Yeah. Because I fuck with 52. His DJ, Chubby Chubb, that was my radio partner when I did my two years in Boston at High okay. 97. Okay. And, um, and like we, dog, we broke record, rating records together. We, dog, the station was number 13 when I got there. It was three when I left. And you know what? I don't do a lot of interviews here. I like to bring people into my world and have discussions or sit. I like to talk about mm-hmm. my face. We got to bring you back for a real interview and get your real story. Sure. You got to do that. You got to do that. I'm not used to that. And, and 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 people tell me I don't speak out enough. I don't push my, like even 
Chandra was getting on my case about how I don't push myself. I've never been that type of person. And there's a guy named James Yankee Boy Mills. Okay. He was our manager. He managed Next Generation DJs. I, I was the only host, and then came Malik, and we were the ones that did the parties with all the DJs and hosting and shit like that. And he gave me that career, but even then I was shy. People like, how are you shy? You're Tuesday's the wild boy. Because that's where I related to Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was a very quiet person. Mm. I was a quiet person. When you see me at the club, yeah, I dap everybody up like I'm the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> and every club I worked at, it was the same thing. I adapt up everybody, not just the DJ and, and the popular people. No, I adapt up everybody, the staff, even the bus boys. We had our own handshake at stadium. So uh, I say that to say what the hell I was going on with that. This is when you know I got to go to bed because – We'll, 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 we'll end it with this. You you were saying that to say that you haven't told your story the way you need oh, yeah. to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just you don't. want to sell it here yeah. on a pod named Kickback. That's what it was. Yeah, I, that's like I've never been. I've always been the one to ask people. I've always interviewed people. I talk to people about things. But I never really shared my story because to a while, I didn't really think I really had one, especially because even though I had a good radio career, it wasn't that long. And then when I got fired from KYS, my son, my first son was born a week later. And I took that to heart that they fired me knowing that I'm about to have a kid. And and it was, you know, we had a rough patch. Jess was a, you know, she was a high-risk pregnancy thing for whatever reason. But I will say this as a lesson to all of that. And this is why you have to trust the process and you have to believe and you have to keep faith. Regardless of what your faith is or whatever, whatever moves you, you gotta, you gotta rock with that. Because, and I say this because. I despise the guy who fired me for many years to the point where I left radio. That's where the name Dan Wilder came from. My name ain't Dan Wilder. I'm Puerto Rican. Ain't nothing Puerto Rican about Wilder. My last name is Maldonado. But Dan Wilder came from Van Wilder, the party liaison, and my little sister always saying, thanks, Dan. So eventually it just came together. It was a great way to get away from being Two-Faced the Wild Boy. But for a long time, I acted like Two-Faced the Wild Boy didn't exist because mm -hmm. I was butthurt. And I never, like, Rear One was all I knew when it came to radio. Never made air checks since then. No, I made an air check once, but yeah. So yeah, I, I my now because of how, where now I, I feel comfortable telling my story because of everything I had to go through from the day I got fired to now, where being yeah. told that I would never be on be heard on DC radio again to being heard on not to being heard on every stage commercial wise, voiceover wise, being heard on every single radio station in the DMV surrounding the DMV plus being all over the country. And so, but if I didn't go through that at the time, like I, now I apply everything that my old bosses used to teach me. And, but I needed to go through that because even my doctor, when I got fired in August, I went to see my doctor in January worried because the Cobra insurance, you know, that extra shit, yeah. all that shit was running out. So I'm going to get these tests. And at the time I was taking um, hypertension medication and to be taking hypertension medication in your twenties, that's just fucking crazy because that's the lifestyle I was living. So I'm like, yo, what am I going to do? You know, with, with, you know, my insurance and my medication. And he came back and he said, listen, Dan, I'm not the one to say, I told you so. He showed me my, my test results. That was August, August, whatever August to January is. I'm too tired to do the math. From that time to then, hypertension gone because my lifestyle, wow. my lifestyle, he let, he told me, he was like, dude, you're fucking killing yourself. But I was making so much money. And I'm, I mean, come on. I mean, my salary was only 70,000, but 
20 foot 15 years ago that wasn't bad but the endorsements the parties the appearances the mixtapes the features like it was wow and out my and to the point where i was always a humble dude but behind the scenes my lifestyle was crazy and if i didn't go through that and if i didn't get fired realistically i could have had a heart attack at a young age i almost had one at the at unifest the last unifest that they had with kys and we were on stage and i was on stage partying with graf because he had the i'm a wild boy song we get off stage we get to the live broadcast i'm talking on the air and me and antonio the cuban cigar smoker missed that remember him and um we're talking all of a sudden i couldn't get my words out i grabbed my chest i didn't know that if you grab your chest that's automatic you're going to the hospital no matter what because i was like no nah, no nah, i'm good i'm good so it was more of a anxiety stress thing on my body and in fact i'm good i was almost 400 pounds back then when i was on the air yeah. i was fat i just wore it well so yeah <laughs> man so yeah you got and if that dog I, I probably wouldn't even be here if that didn't happen and I had to learn where my mistake, and my biggest mistake in radio, and this I always tell people, even if you have the most rawest talent, learn the structure of whatever business you're in. Because Malik, mm-hmm. and Malik had, he knew a lot of the structure. But me, I was, I was reckless. I went off of raw talent, raw talent alone, and it, and it fucked me in the end because I always tell people, you got to know how to play the game. You got to know how to move the system. But yet I wasn't learning the system. I knew how to. I mean, I was a hustler. I knew how to fucking move. That's my whole life. I've been hustling. Like I didn't go to college. So I hustle and just everything I'm good at has to do with sales. So, but had I learned structure of the business, who knows what could happen, Mm. but I don't dwell on. And that's another thing Chandra gets on me about. I don't dwell on coulda, woulda, shoulda. But if that didn't happen, I most likely would not be here. Face, we're going to tell the story. We're going to tell the story before the year is out. Cool. And I'll, I'll be around. I got a feeling, I'm going to throw this out there, and I'm just going to watch your facial expression. I got a feeling you'll be here a lot more weeks than that going forward. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. I think on Wednesday nights at 9, if I have my way, <laughs> you'll, you'll see a lot more of Dan Wilder. And I got my setup back because we moved from Rhode Island. We're back in the Boston area. Got my setup back. Got my camera hooked up over there. You know what I'm saying? Me, microphone is right here. My voiceover mic. And a young lady that really understands the culture. Mm-hmm. You could you could take this to a. We'll, we'll talk next time. We'll talk next time. But I'm Absolutely. telling you, me, you, and, and I've me, always told you, I love the fucking name, dude. Like, hey. like, come on, y'all. How could y'all told my son that he bust out laughing? He was like, "Yo, that's awesome." But that's I told him what Charles gonna be on. He loves the name, so. Yeah, that yeah, I mean, come on, son. The pod name kickback. If you don't know where that comes from, exactly. Man, you need exactly. to get more hip with the culture, brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But anytime, man. Let's go. This was fun, man. I love it. It was therapeutic yeah, yeah. for me at the same time. Boom. I appreciate you. I want everybody out here um to continue to tune in and support. We're coming off of our best month ever. Awesome. We're in, on August 4th, we had our average month number already. This is August 9th. If you're listening, it's August 10th. Hip Hop's birthday is August 11th. And everything is great right now. Everything is great. And I just want to thank everybody for making everything. Hell yeah. Hard baby. work paying off, baby. That's that hard work. Really? That's that hard work and consistency. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Consistency. Yes, sir. Yo, you used to get on my nerves. Black Quicksilver, right? And we used to be on we used to be on competitive stations. And it's crazy because people are like, oh, that, that, that. He's actually a cool dude, young. 
quick. I, I got to yeah. I got to get to know quick when I went back to Radio One as a producer working, and everybody just swore I was there to because I had a hidden agenda and I wanted to get back on it. Nah, I was trying to push my promo voice, and I got to know him. I got to know him, not the DJ, yeah. and it was got to. It's cool, dude, man. No problem. Man, and I, even when I congratulated him when he took my job, all that comes <laughs> as a shock to me. I'm like, why? I was like, dog, if I was on PGC with you and I, White Quick, who's my brother from another mother and always will be, but um, you know, I would have gone. I, I went hard because I came up in the battle area. So when he, I congratulated him, he was like, oh, this is, it's like, dog, I don't know you to not like you. I didn't like you threatening the original Quicksilver, and then he he took all the shots from all that. But other than that, I, I don't know you to not like you. My job was to bury everybody, and they say, oh, you shouldn't talk about the competition, but truth be told, yeah, they don't want you talking about the competition, to the competition digging in your ass. Hey, look, man, they announced that paying your bills thing before us, yo. I, we need you to shut it down and saying that Donnie Simpson mm -hmm. is stealing, blah, blah, blah. Oh, now you want me to do it. But, mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, that's a whole nother book. Yeah, and shout out to, uh, we'll say the white Chris Silver and the black Chris mm -hmm. Silver. The black Chris Silver hosted a few of my mixtapes. He was uh, my, my 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 folks, Eric Clay, owned the Beezer. Mm -hmm. Shout out hey. to my man, Eric Clay. Oh, man, Eric. I know Eric. He, he out here in Atlanta with me right now. Man, get that man hug for me, man. Best friend. I, dog, it's crazy. Him and my god sister dated during our junior Who's high and high school years. Nikki. Nikki Benson. I, <laughs> I, I dated Cheryl. You, you lucky bastard. I was in love with Maxine. Oh my Whoa. God. Oh, whatever. Oh, my man, my man, my man dated Maxine. Hey, hey, dog. Hey, 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 hey face. Wow. Hey, small ask, world. Ask yeah. Nikki who I am. That hey, is ask hilarious. Ask Maxine wow, who I am. Yo. They know me. Like, yo. I'm telling you, we, we, oh, in, man. before we were driving cars, Eric was with Nikki. Mm. Eric met Nikki through me because I was wow. dating Cheryl. Yeah, he met Maxine first. He introduced me to Cheryl, so we were a quad, and wow. then Nikki came later. And Nikki was the one that stood out the whole time. And Nikki's stepbrother, um, Lonnie, Lonnie, yep, that's my best friend, Lonnie and Larry, Lonnie and Larry, Lonnie and Larry, shout out to Larry. But Lonnie is my best friend to this day. That's my that's like, awesome. like when I got jumped outside of Beezer by eight dudes, he ran up and jumped in it. And it was me knocked on the ground getting stumped and him fighting eight dudes to get them off me. That is my best friend to this day. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this, we went through some real street, like, we went yeah. through some real stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, Lana, yeah, Black, what up, Black? If you see this, matter of fact, I'm gonna cut this clip just so black can see it. Because I mean, when I when I say that I was having you on tonight, he gave me the round of applause on the DM. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. So we gotta talk. So yeah. could we like family now? Like, like we yeah. was family, music family, but mm -hmm. like I know Nikki since I was like 13 years old. And Larry and Lonnie and all of them. So like, dog. Oh, we still go see him in Annapolis. At least I try to go uh, every wow. couple of visits. Because we usually, because I we don't go to DC as much. So when we do, it's literally locked in family time. And then I be trying to get my mother to go out to Annapolis, but she ain't having it. But hey, um, and hey, you know, Eric is out here with me in Atlanta. I didn't know that. I still um, I, I'm the reason he moved. And the crazy thing is too is that I see him online every once in a while. And it, it, that shit is just too funny to me. But um, because I, I hate to admit this, but when it comes to social media, I'm like uh, 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 rappers that used to come to the open mic and they rap and they roll. I post and I roll 
every once in a while yeah, i'll scroll yeah. like if i'm trying waiting to go to sleep waiting for the weed to kick in yeah but other than that yeah i'll be I, i'm a rapper and roll i'm a rapping and rolling rapper young yeah, we we do business together <laughs> outside of music, the insurance yeah. and all that. That's what we do, man. We go. Yeah, yeah, and I knew y'all were tight like that, but I didn't yeah. know until more so after the fact. And okay. yeah, man, yeah, Eric Man's a cool dude, man. He always told us crazy like, we, when we lived on Gerard Street. I was tapping on Gerard. I I, I've been to the house. I've been at that house. You know, Gabby still owns that house, right? Her sister Gabby wow. still lives there to this I, I day. Didn't, but I talked to I talked to Lonnie every day, but I didn't know they still own that house. Mm-hmm. But like I'm gonna tell him, I'm gonna tell him we talked about he gonna trip out when I tell him we talked about him on the podcast tonight. He could be like, oh, I got a yeah, shout man, out. Send him my bro. love, bro. Shout, shout out my love, man. I definitely will. And I get us in a um at least the Instagram group chat. We can all say hey to each other and all that good shit. Man, I appreciate you. You uh you made my week by coming me. on. Nah, dog, you made my week by having me. You already know how we roll, and it's 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 so dope to for us to come full circle from music to doing something that we love, like yes, sir. the commercial. Like, you know, yeah. Do I miss radio? Of course. Do, would I get on an old school station show? Current music? No. It's just I'm just not in it no more. But I love the art of not especially now because before when I was doing this, I was just doing concerts and and, and party commercials. Now, ever since, and then I started branching out and doing different things. But then with this gig at Odyssey, dog, I went from being the urban guy. I'm on every week, every week. I'm on their hip hop stations, their old school stations, their top forty stations, their sports stations, news stations, rock stations. I, I didn't realize I got commercials running on a country station, <laughs> Froggy FM. Let's go. So that's the because it's it's all my personalities now get to go into this microphone. And that's what I say. I can be every version yeah. of the rapper I was, everything I am. I can be here and I ain't got to rhyme it. I can just be it. But we're going to talk because you got a you got a home right here. We're going to talk about it, but you got a home here, man. And um, right. I appreciate you if y'all tuned in. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to see him back, let me know. Let him know. Let's and um, this episode will be our first thing in the morning. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to another, another episode of a pod named Kickback. I'm going to leave y'all with the song with it, me and Face, me and Dan Wilder made together um, about a decade ago. I'm going to let that be our outro. And Face, I'm going to hit you tomorrow. We're going to wrap. Sir. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, it's 11 o'clock. I got to get out of here because I can hear my, my kids are still up. <laughs> I know it's summer <laughs> vacation, but come on. And your business. Uno, we out. I can't hear the music, but I love you, bro, man. I this this yeah, let's let's do this again. I can't hear you. Uh, yeah, hit me. I gotta go put the keys to bed. But yeah, damn, this feels good. Yo, this was therapeutic as fuck.